Welcome to Clubhouse and welcome to the Blind Podcasters Roundtable on a Monday morning here in New Zealand. It's Jonathan Mosen. It's great to have you here. And today we are going to be, all being well, speaking with Ed Philowat, who has put together a really impressive app over the years with Backpack Studio. And as you will have heard, if you have heard the Blind Podcasters uh, uh, podcast, the Blind Podmaker recently, he has come up with a really cool new feature for Backpack Studio, which is called Backpack Live. And uh, he has agreed to be with us to discuss that. At the moment, I don't see Ed here. So he was going to join us directly in Clubhouse to have a chat about uh, his new creation. If you haven't heard that yet, you can check it out in the most recent episode of the Blind a Podmaker podcast. A reminder that if you are not a part of our email group, you are welcome to join that. You can do so by sending a message to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. That's creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. And you are able to subscribe to that and engage and have good uh, conversation about all things related to podcasting. And look at that. We do now have our guest with us. Uh, Ed Fillowat is the uh, designer, the developer, the brains behind Backpack Studio. And we've been talking to him recently on the podcast, but good to have him live for a bit of Q&A. How are you doing, Ed? Great. This is my first time being on stage in Clubhouse. Can you hear me all right? Yes, it's amazing what technology can do when it behaves itself, isn't it? Yes, this is but, great. What do you think of the Clubhouse experience? It's it's a little bit overwhelming. I, I really like it. It's it's it looks like a lot of fun. I just uh, joined it a few days ago, and yeah. uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Very good. Well, it's good to have you here. And for those who have heard the podcast, they will be familiar with uh, Backpack Live. How's that going? I see that since we did that interview, you have done a new build. Yes, uh, we're. Do uh, if anybody wants to help test it, it is uh, Bpack Live, and we're adding features and tweaking it uh, almost daily. So it's a uh, it's a work in progress, but it's going really well, and uh, I'm excited about it. And I see one of the things that you're seeking to do at the moment is put together a, a list of volunteers who are willing to subject themselves to scientific experiment yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and be interviewed for Backpack Live so people can put it through its paces. Yes, that's exactly where we're at. We're trying to get a lot of interviews and a lot of guests. And uh, the thing about podcasting is a lot of people uh, don't podcast every day, You know, maybe once a month once every couple of weeks. And I want to get everybody's trust level up, uh, not to be afraid to use the app for an hour. Uh, it's, it's pretty stable. So yeah, the more the merrier. So I'm, I'm actively recruiting people to do some tests and some longer recordings with it. So would you describe Backpack Live as kind of a squad cast equivalent on iPhone? Is it, is it local audio that's being uploaded to the cloud? Yes, it's, um, excuse me here. Yes, it's um, high quality audio. Forty, it, it uses the phone, like the greatest audio quality that the phone has. Um, so the quality that you're talking to on your connection is actually affects the audio quality. But yeah, it's like Squadcast in that it's doing high quality audio locally at a at a really high sampling rate, studio quality sound, and then uploading on a background thread. So not only are you getting better sound quality than traditional um, like Skype or Zoom style, but the, the, the audio is also being safely stored straight to the server so you don't lose it. One of the things that we didn't cover, and I discussed this with you by email, so it would be good to cover it now, is people have been quite frustrated by the fact that when they're using Clubhouse, they have a microphone that they plug in like, say, uh, a Samsung Q2U is quite common to use because it's just a pretty low-cost USB microphone, and they plug that in. And then as soon as they go into Clubhouse, it looks like it's going to work, but the moment they go on stage, it doesn't, and it reverts to the built-in mic. And I can only conclude that that's because Clubhouse is using Corkit, which um, presumably has some limitations on what microphones can be used. And so people will, I guess, want some reassurance that you can plug any USB peripheral uh, into the lightning port of your iPhone and it will mm -hmm. work with Backpack Live, correct? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, I encourage people, I'm actively encouraging people to use uh, the built-in mic as opposed to uh, 
USB headphones and uh, earpods because the I, the mic in the, that's built into the phone is actually really good. So that's um, if you have a USB uh, mic or adapter, use that by all means because those sound great and they work great with the iPhone or then my app detects them. Unlike Clubhouse, apparently, uh, yeah, it has a backup uh, headphones, the iPhone mic, and then is a is a last resort um, Bluetooth because Bluetooth doesn't sound nearly as good usually. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. So we have had a good chat uh, already on the podcast, and so I'm, I'm going to invite people to raise their hands if they have any questions or comments or words of encouragement for Ed, and we'll open it up and uh, see what you've got there. Do you um, have any recommendations? How how are people editing their Backpack Studio stuff? Because some people, of course, just don't want to publish the raw audio. Um, and I presume that people are working on a completely iPhone-based experience for for this and doing post-production on their iPhones as well. Yeah, well, traditionally, Backpack Studio has been a real-time thing for the the, the camp of podcasters that believe that you should just do the show radio style in one take and not really edit afterwards. So it, it does the live real-time mixing. But um, for people that do want to edit afterwards, which is totally fine and, and great, uh, you can export the raw tracks of interviews now, um, mm. as we did the other day. That's all yeah. in the new beta. And they download, so you could put them into any, uh, any, any I guess, digital audio workstation or DAW, GarageBand. There's even some really good uh, multi-track editors for the phone now. Um, multi-track DAW is a good one. I, uh, but yeah, you could do everything on your phone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm too much of a perfectionist not to go in and mm -hmm. tweak it and edit it and stuff. So uh, with that's, our interview, that's we... totally fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I look forward to making. Uh, I would like to have. I would like to have a multi-track editor built into the app at some point. I think that would be a good idea, especially that, that would be uh, on amazing. a desktop situation. Yeah, that's the only uh, missing piece of the puzzle, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I Ferrite and um, its companion Hokusai. Yeah, they're they're pretty yeah, good with voiceover. But it for me, I haven't found a workflow quite as efficient as taking it into Windows. So uh, I will stop with the questions and we'll talk to JC, who has uh, come onto the stage. Hi, JC. You want to unmute yourself there? We don't. Yeah. We don't hear you yet. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had, to, I had to accept the rules. I'm so sorry. That's I all right. Well, it, we'd be sorry <laughs> if you didn't accept the rules, you see. <laughs> You're too funny, Jonathan. You are one clever guy. <laughs> so you got a question for Ed or a comment? He's new. He's new I to do. Clubhouse like I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one question and a comment. Um, first, my question is, have you considered – I think I've emailed you before back and forth on this, but please forgive me if you, if you didn't get to it because um, you have so much on your list. But anyways, have you considered adding stereo recording support with the internal microphones on newer iPhones right for iOS 14 compatibility? Yes. Absolutely. I, I don't have a stereo mic to test with yet. Can you, I'm not really even familiar with them. Um, do you have one, Jonathan? Well, no, actually, I think what, what JC is getting at is in iOS 14, API developers now have the ability to use stereo from the microphone array with the built-in microphones in the phone. This was added as an API option right. in iOS 14. So I think if I'm uh, correct, what he's asking for is the ability to use the built-in mic array in a stereo configuration, and the developer can expose several stereo configuration oh, so patterns. I, didn't, I see. So, oh, okay. So if you were off to the right of the phone, it would have you panned over to the right. I yeah. Haven't, I haven't really. I I see. I have the API and I have the toolkit to do it, but I haven't. I haven't experimented with it yet. But I think I should. I, it's definitely on my list of things to do. Yeah, you're a little quieted. I'm not sure if we can get you a little louder somehow, getting you closer to whatever you're talking the into. The microphone. Yeah, you're, you so, are quite yeah, sorry. soft. Sorry about that. I'm actually, I couldn't quite make it home in time. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might have been driving. Yeah, okay. That's, that, <laughs> that explains it. So. Right. Okay, so um, if you want examples of where this is working well, Fairide is also doing it, and a little app called Just Press Record, which a lot of blind people are using also gives you the option so it's toggleable in settings and in fact i think that the api lets you set up several configurations sort of polar patterns for the microphones yes i've seen that i've seen that in the um ios apis that that's definitely something i would like to support 
that would be super. That's a really good question. So I that take- would be a good, 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 good uh, um, suggestion. And uh, like I said, I will. I'm one of the beta testers, so I will continue testing if that happens. And uh, a, a comment: I heard the podcast, and Jonathan, I'm so impressed by the way you uh, recorded that podcast, all using Backpack. And I actually used Backpack yesterday to stream a church service. I listened to a church service in Florida, and I streamed it all using Backpack, nothing else. It That's was awesome. going out of the computer. I all streamed right. it all through the interface directly through Backpack, and I sent it to um, a friend of mine who I keep in contact with. And he's like, man, this audio quality is amazing. How are you doing that? Like, well, it's through Backpack. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Which, what mic front did you use? Uh, a plugged-in USB mic? It's a, it's a plugged-in mic. It's a okay. direct box. Awesome. So you're having good luck. Do you podcast yourself, JC? What do you usually do with Backpack? Um, well, I, I was going to actually podcast, but I don't have anyone to podcast with right now. I was thinking I would do, I would actually love to reconnect with you at some point, Jonathan, because I am following you and you are a wonderful man in audio geek land. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, it keeps me up with the, the Mosin explosion and everything and all the wonderful tools and tweaks and stuff. I don't know how you pull them off, but yeah, sometimes you hit the wrong button like you did on that podcast yesterday. You accidentally hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, that, I'm, I'm playing with this PodTrack P4, and I was cursing I the thing that. for it not working, and it turns out I was pushing the big buttons up the top, which turned tracks on and off instead of the record right. button. So, you know, when you ah. push the wrong button, it's not surprising that what you expect to happen doesn't happen. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's cool. So anyways, I was going to ask you, would you mind, uh, I don't know if you could do this, but would you mind following me so that we could like reconnect at some point? Yeah, sure. Just, well, you can just drop me an email at uh, jonathan at mushroomfm.com, and that's probably the easiest way these days to get in touch. Jonathan at mushroomfm.com? Yeah, sure. Is that the email? Okay, so what I will do is, I know you have a show to carry on, but um, go ahead and follow me now so you won't forget. And then what I'll do later, I don't know what your time zone is. I think you're in New Zealand time. Right. All right, let's talk about this off the, sh- off the show and move on and talk to Michael. Hi, yes. Michael. <clears throat> oh, hello, everyone. And uh, Ed, I just, I'm just so amazed with Backpack. I mean, the ability to broadcast around the world with a device in your pocket is just, it's mind blowing. It really is. I love the app. Thank you. Uh, the, the only suggestion I was going to see if there's anything you could do to tweak the ability of loading the pads. Ooh, uh, yeah, because that's a little time consuming, you know. Because I'm each one, and of course you got to go get the files out of Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just takes a little time. I don't know if there's any way to either select multiple files and let it add them to consecutive pads, or that's a good maybe when I'm. Oh, right. so like maybe you could select a folder and it'll just automatically load them into a fresh page of pads. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That's a great idea. Surprisingly, I've never thought of that or had anybody ask for that. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, multi- or, multiple selection, like um, like you could do in the photo album even. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I've seen iOS, uh, you know, I use that table view with the rows. So I would imagine that uh, with accessibility and everything, uh, multiple selecting rows would be built in. Um, or yeah, yeah, selecting. So if you had a Dropbox folder with, say, you know, 50 files and you wanted to just grab 10 of them, boom, 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 and then import, and then it puts them, and then it puts them into the next 10 available pads, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be That's, great. That, yeah, batch, we'll call that batch importing, and I will get on that. Okay, and then, and then the other one would the only other thing would be like um, I know this will make Jonathan, uh, but uh, the ability to because sometimes I'm out doing live conventions, and then what I want to do is is automatically play some of those recordings and events that were just streamed live. So the ability to add a recent recording directly to a pad. Uh, okay, so where wait so. You can record into the pads right now already. That you can actually just uh, select the re- when you click on an empty pad. There is a record button that records straight in. Is that what you mean? Oh, okay. I I missed that. I was somewhere like when you're broadcasting, you could do that. Okay. I, I yeah. I don't know. No, I think you have. Oh, okay. On the fly. Yeah. See, I'm streaming. I'm. You want to do it while you're recording? Let me think if that would work. Well, I want to do a post recording as soon as I'm finished. I'm streaming and recording. 
Okay. And then when I'm finished, I want to take that recording and drop it right into a pad because then when there's a break in the live events, then I want to go ahead and stream that. Okay. As content for a few hours until the next events take place. Oh, okay. So basically you're streaming, you're recording, and then you take that recording you just finished and then pop it into a pad while the stream's going with the stream wick. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel like that should probably work. Uh, let's see what would be the. You can count think how I could how I could smooth how I could facilitate. Yeah, yeah. So you can currently load from the f- recordings list into a pad now, can't you? But Mike, are you asking yeah. for that to be an automatic process? Well, if you could do it, then that's okay. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, I think you, if I understand it, you you can when you double tap or whatever you do, triple tap, I guess, to um, select to load something into a pad. Isn't the files list from Backpack one of the options that you can then? Yes. yes. So, yeah. So you can it's choose to load a recording you've just made into a pad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's not as as relevant then. Okay. And I think yeah. I think you should. While you're while you're live streaming, uh, I think you have you can obviously start and stop recording anytime you want, and I believe you can even use the settings while streaming. Um, yeah, give I mean give it a try, and if there's any if there's anything that needs smoothed out, shoot me send me an email, and we'll we'll figure out a way to improve the process. Okay, but yeah, but yeah if you could do that batch uh, adding the pads of a folder or selected items, that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah, Thank you very yeah. much. I'm all about I'm, I'm all about good. simplifying the the recording and the streaming. Anything you could think of. Now you mentioned music the other day. So were you looking at I mean something that would more of a crossfade between the pads? I mean it works pretty well now, but Yeah, someone I mean, cro- crossfade, yeah, crossfading's built into the app when you double click a pad, they fade back and forth. Um yeah, any I'm I'm always up I'm always all ears for any kind of improvements to that process. So all right. Well, thank you very much, man. Th- th- you've got so much good stuff here, Mike. So just teasing this out a bit, the audio geek in me says what would be really amazing is <laughs> is if you could choose to have the audio processing, the dynamic audio compression and, and the kind of stuff that Backpack is applying. And it's got some very nice uh, compression algorithms. If you could have those sent to the stream, but not to the recording. So that when you're replaying your convention audio in the scenario that you're talking about, the problem you are going to have is that it's going to be compressed twice because you'll get the compression from the recording. And then when you rebroadcast your recording, it's going to be compressed a second time. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're compressing, if, if you're using a pretty high bit rate, compressing the compressed file, uh, recompressing it, it shouldn't, I don't think it will affect it too much. I think as long as the bit, I'm keeping the bit rate right now at 160. I thought about raising it to 192. Sorry, yeah, um, I, I'm not talking about compression think, as in loss, lossy compression. I'm talking about compression in terms of the way that the audio is. Um, I'm talking about dynamic audio compression. Uh, things like the, the compressed... oh, 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 okay, not the actual encoding of the file. The um, right, the actual, the actual uh, physics of the mic volume. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. If if you if you have something that sounds really great on playback because it's been beautifully EQ'd and you've got um you've got a limiter and, and all those things going on, if it gets EQ'd and limited a second time, it can sound overly aggressive. Well, I don't I don't run the sound pads through the EQ and the limiter, just the mic. Okay. So I think so I think if you just have the recording in the sound pad, everything will be right. Because okay. the effects chain is just on the microphone. Because I don't yeah, you don't really want to mess with the um the music and the stuff that's already been recorded. So I, yeah. So I think that problem is solved. Okay. Brilliant. Then that, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I love the idea of your sequential um, files idea, because then mm-hmm. if you were mapping out, say a music based radio show, you could just put zero one zero two in front of the file names and then load them into Ooh. Dropbox and that all be in a sequence. And then if you could crossfade yeah, so those. Have files. It. Wow. That's, yeah. Write that down. So no, it, so have it alphabet alphanumerically you it'll alphabetize them including numbers how about that right yeah, i love it brilliant thanks man there's some really cool ideas in there and and thanks ed also for being so receptive to them it's amazing yeah, all right i love it yeah let's talk to dennis who's up next hi dennis speak Speak now, forever hold your peace. You might need. Hello, hi, Dennis. Can you hear me, Jonathan? Yes, I yeah, can. Okay. Yes, it's marvelous what blind people can do. 
Well, yeah, uh, it is, <laughs> especially when you get to my age and you're beginning to think, should I be doing all this stuff? Um, right, okay, firstly, um, hello to Ed, and what a wonderful job you have done already and are doing and so on. Um, Thank you. So, I've a, a, a couple, I mean, I listened to the, um, the podcast and... Um, as I put in an email to you, Jonathan, I think apart from the actual um, development of the uh, of the app and what it can do and the live um, interviewing stuff that it can do, the thing that impressed me was was the interplay between the two of you. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. The best podcast interview I've heard in a while. Oh, um, that's awesome. <laughs> so... Um, I will be adding my name to um, the beta um, testers uh, hoping to be interviewed or wanting to interview because at the moment I haven't I haven't tested the uh, the interview. Um, yeah, that's um, thing a lot because of people, I have no yeah. one to test it with. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing. I have all these testers and. <laughs> Uh, How do we connect not, with each other? I have all these te- I have all these interviewers and not enough guests, and uh, so yeah, yeah, I want to try I want to try to start some kind of um, I guess we could call it a guest list or something of people that are available. So has anybody else yeah. solved this? Pro- I'm sure somebody else has solved this problem of finding guests for your show. Um, but yeah, I mean that would greatly facilitate the testing if we could get some more if we could get some more interviews going. Yeah, so I I so, would be available for both, either as to be interviewed or as an interviewer. We could even keep a, we could keep like a feed, do, we could keep a feed yeah, of so them, like an archive of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the only other thing I I, I wanted to say was, um, and Jonathan will slap my wrist for this. Um, be careful not to make it too complicated. The nice thing about absolutely um, yes. That is what I'm backpack studio at the moment is the absolute ease of use and simplicity. Yes. And you know, yes, if, you, if you overdo it, you may find that for um, people who perhaps are not as techie or who are getting old mm-hmm. like me and aren't as geeky as Jonathan, um, that it may become a little bit too complicated. And, and that is a joy of, of the program. I've used it um, before the live thing came along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. It really is. So you, again, you to- keep up the good you totally, work. You totally hit the nail on the head, not making it too complicated, because at the, you have to find the middle ground. Because you don't want it to be too simple. Like it, I don't want it to be anchor. I want it to be more powerful than anchor yes. and more better sound and more features. But at the same time, it's not really you know like a. It's not designed to replace a 16-track audio engineer in a million-dollar studio, you know. So, like, yeah, not overcomplicating it and finding that middle ground where it's super yeah. powerful but still simple is, but is absolutely the, fantastic. That's the, work. That's the, well that's the key. <laughs> yeah. Just on that, Ed, what you're thinking at the moment regarding what happens when you mute the microphone? Because I see there is a bit of debate on Twitter about should yeah, the microphone yeah, so, mute the guest or what the deal so is there. I, I did the obvious thing and I just launched it without even doing anything and initially and that was obviously a mistake because um people's guests were talking over their sound pads even when the host's mic was off and the guest so like that was obviously something that needed addressed immediately and I guess I kind of knew that uh so the first thing I did in this build if you if you get it uh it's I think it it's build 88 um yeah the latest build is when the host turns their microphone off uh to play sound pads or, um, you know, when it, when, when the sound pads, when the, when it, when the ducking, whatever, whatever the host does to his mic also happens to the guest mic. So, right. So in the latest build, the host is just controlling everybody's mic. Now that said, some people, some people, uh, want the host to be able to mute and unmute every guest, which kind of makes sense. If you have a guest that, um, that you just need to mute for whatever reason, maybe he's this, you know, Maybe he's on a bad signal. Maybe you just want him to stop talking. So I think it, I'm pretty sure it makes sense to have at least a mute button. Right now, there aren't any per guest controls, but I'm pretty sure we're going to need to give the host the ability to mute individual people and not just everybody at the same time. So that's I'm leaning in that direction, but haven't fully figured it out yet. And then there's also a few people that have um, believed that there should be, when the mic is turned off, that 
uh, there should be an intercom mode so that even though you're not recording or streaming, uh, you, it, or even though you are recording and streaming with the mic off, you can still communicate the way that you would with an intercom in a radio station while the tracks. So like my, my example that, um, Jade Sharp suggested was, um, yeah, like you, you want to decide what song to play next and have a private conversation when the mics are off. So I'm, I'm considering that in individual controls, but, it, but, you know, not overcomplicating the interface. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think what this points to is that there are two quite distinct use cases for Backpack Live. One is podcast interviews, and the other is internet radio shows, where you may yeah. have a guest on there for music radio. And it may mm-hmm. be that there is a cause to think about some sort of, when you create a Backpack Live interview or session, you have to stip- stipulate whether this is a, a podcast interview or a live internet radio show, because I think the use case is quite different. You don't obviously need an intercom mode when you're doing a podcast interview, but if you are playing music and you've got three or four minutes to kill and you want to talk about what happens after that song is over, then the intercom mode would be ideal. It's a very, a lot of sense, Jonathan. It really does. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, Definitely be an inter- I'm not sure if I'm going to do it in this next build. I think there's probably going to be an intercom mode for radio. Right. All right. Anything else, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, nothing else from you, Dennis. Before we move on. No, no. Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm very new to Clubhouse and and didn't know whether I should keep unmuted because I'm not using headphones. Um, that's fine. That, that's, that, that's and it does. It did make my uh, internet go glitchy, um, but no, that's that's fine. I, I'm absolutely fascinated by this stuff. Um, I mean, I'd love to get into podcasting, and uh, you know, I've done a little bit of radio stuff. Um, and the whole concept of, of using this 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 program for both scenarios is is, is fascinating. Yeah. Actually, uh, that's kind of that's kind of what's exciting about Clubhouse too. Uh, to be meta, this is um, we're kind of podcasting and kind of streaming at the same time, which is really interesting. So, like, there's definitely a lot of overlap between the two, uh, especially right now, with uh, which is exciting. Which I think there's a lot of cool things that could happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks so much, Dennis. Appreciate that. And we'll go over to Moose Jaw in Canada now and uh, talk to Kelly Saperja, who must be living in one of the cool, most coolly named places in the world. I have been. I have been to Moose Jaw. Believe it or not, I have been to. Did Moose you meet Jaw Kelly? Because like the the population of Moose Jaw is like. Two, I was there. It? I was there um, in 2005 on a camping trip with one of my friends. Believe it or not, Moose Factory. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. There you go, Kelly. Hey, Kelly, does that's that great? Are you familiar with Moose Factory? Is that across the river? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. There's a, a thing here. We have the uh, Chocolate Moose Fudge Factory, <laughs> <laughs> and they've actually got uh, one of the one of the products that they have. I, I I'm told is they've got something called Death by Chocolate Moose. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there could be worse ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> so ju- just just to clarify something, I I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I live on Interstate 79, and about 15 years ago, my friends and I decided to go north and see how close we could get to the North Pole, just going straight north. Mm-hmm. We went to Toronto. That was easy. It took about five or six hours. And then we got on the highway that goes straight north of Toronto to a French town, uh, St. Saint, Pierre's? Saint no, St. I can't remember the town name, but then the the... The road, the highway actually ended, and then we took a train straight north to Moosinay and Moose Factory. Is that the same Moose Jaw that you live at, or is it a different one? Uh, I'm not sure. How really. many Moose um, Jaws can it's... there be, man? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, if you think that Moose Jaw is a cool name, we've got lots of cool names here in yeah. Saskatchewan. There's oh, um... you're in Saskatchewan. Okay, we were north of Toronto then. Oh, okay. We were, yeah. we were in Moose. Right. We were in Moose Fact. We were in Moose Factory, not Moose Jaw. But I would like to go to Moose Jaw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what chance great for us, place. Kelly? <laughs> 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 well, I was going to say that uh, I really am um, uh, enjoying you. Using 
uh, backpack studio. I will admit, I don't use it as much as I as I should, but I do have it, and I'm very impressed with the voiceover accessibility. One thing that um, I am kind of struggling with when it comes to doing recording or I guess podcasting on the iPhone is if you, let's say, are just using the built-in mic, like what I'm doing now, and you're in, you're basically feeling your way around the screen, uh, trying to figure out, okay, now it's uh, now I need to get to, let's say, uh, number one or whatever for, uh, let's say, a sound to play, and then you, of course, double tap it. Well, all that's going to get picked up on the mic, and I'm wondering if there's a way to uh, get around that. Well, headphones are generally... the encouraged if you have headphones on um are you saying it leaks through a little bit or you're not wearing headphones um this happens to uh when i when i wear headphones um like it just picks up uh, the noise like let's say when uh, he's flicking and he's uh, tapping i think is what he's saying oh, that you can oh, okay. but but uh, kelly you know that there's epic bluetooth keyboard support in backpack studio right so for that scenario you mm. could if you have access to a bluetooth keyboard set that up and then you can just press the buttons for each uh sound pad thing okay. you want Oh, okay. I didn't. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely look into that. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the settings, and you can even customize each key. Mm, very nice. The pad settings have a. You can assign a key to the pads, and then you could also uh, assign shortcuts in the settings from the keyboard. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, Bluetooth USB keyboards. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Cool. Yeah, give it a shot. It's 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 a great implementation, and I know it caused lots of blood, sweat, and tears for Ed to get this working. <laughs> so you know, yeah. Well, it was our it was our buddy JC's idea that was just in here, and I actually not I actually there was been a, there's been several requests for it, but I actually did that and the Siri commands at the same time. I don't think the Siri commands are as quite as popular as the um, Bluetooth keyboard, but you can also do things like, "Hey Siri, start recording a podcast." Hey Siri, stop! Hey Siri, stream like that sort of thing, and you could customize that in the same section. Well, Shortcuts. At least there's yeah. there's lots of uh, ways of getting what you want done. That's it's very custom. Yeah, it's very flexible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean for live scenarios where timing is critical, just becoming familiar with the keyboard assignments makes one heck of a difference. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Kelly, and a uh, nice little discussion about. Actually, the one more thing, there's also MIDI support. I don't know if anybody's ever used a MIDI device, but there are some actual, um, I've never tried, I've, I tried a real basic synthesizer, but you can also trigger sound pads with MIDI mm, if you have okay. any MIDI keyboards. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to give that a try sometime. Yeah, and in actually, the same section. that's a very nice segue because uh, probably the MIDI king, at least in the clubhouse room right now, is up next, and that is Victor. So we'll go over to you now. Vic, how are you? Vic, we don't hear you yet. Oh, can you hear me? I'm pretty sure. Can oh, yeah, we can now, oh. yes. All right. Oh, my God. Selected unmute button or mute button? Which way do I choose? Right, right. You're, you're, you're <laughs> <Okay>. good now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. Just I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not using my mute button, which I probably should be, huh? This That's is okay. my first yeah, time. You're here. in a pretty quiet environment, <laughs> but it's good we're not our people on stage to okay. mute themselves. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is my... My first time being on stage. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I guess by default I was <laughs> unmuted, so I didn't realize it. So... Um, Thank you so much for the app. I've been a fan since forever. I think you've done a fabulous job for accessibility users like us. So thanks so much for doing that. Um, Thank you. I have a, I have a quick question. Um, Kelly slightly sort of alluded to that. Uh, one of the issues we have like when trying to use internal mics is that when you swipe around or perform any operations, they're usually picked up by the mic. Um, my concern is a little bit smaller in scope than that, and that is usually when you double tap on any of the controls, VoiceOver gives you this really nice feedback, you know, it tells you, it kind of repeats, let's say you tapped on mm-hmm. the tap, pad three, it repeats everything, and that's really cool, except that, you know, if you're doing this 100 times, it kind of gets too verbose. I was curious if if this would be a popular even among other users. Um, so VoiceOver has these traits, you probably know about that, I'm sure. So there's one trait called Plays Media, so whenever you uh, place a trait, accessibility trait on the control, and you tell VoiceOver that this control is currently responsible for playing media, it will try to mute any feedback while the media is playing. So I was curious if there could be like an advanced setting where the user could turn that on, and basically whenever you tap on any of the controls, you don't provide spoken feedback as a result of the trigger. So this way, um, you know, 
someone like myself who's doing a lot of that, uh, you know, with pads, you would just you wouldn't be bombarded with all this voiceover announcements. I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm happy to send you an email about that, but I was just even trying to uh, test the temperature in the room if that's something that people might even appreciate or you think it might be a good idea. Did I did I explain this well or or I I, I understand what you're saying. Just looking looking to a response for from Ed. Yeah, Ed, what do you think? Ed, you may have muted yourself. You've you've gone into silent mode, or maybe Ed's dropped off. I'm not in the right screen to check that. Yeah, because I, if you are focused on the the item that you're talking about, and you double tap it, you know what you've double tapped on, right? And and you yeah, just want to hear the item. Yeah. And it's really it's really uh, giving you like a lot of information. It's not just like playing stopped, but it's it's quite a lot of information, yeah. right? Which is helpful, I think, especially for beginners. But for more power users, I think it might be a great idea. I mean, ideally, it would be nice if even just replaced by some kind of sound. But that's let's just say that maybe less important. But the way to suppress somehow or have an option to suppress that spoken feedback would be really cool. I actually just had a crash. <laughs> okay. Yes, I had to leave the room and rejoin. So Uh-oh. can I get a? <laughs> Jonathan, you want to summarize it? You're great at summarization. Oh, you think? Okay, so what what Vic was saying is that um, when you focus on a media item that you've loaded into a sound pad and you double tap, Mm -hmm. voiceover is then speaking quite a lot of information about what you've just double tapped. But a voiceover user knows what they've double tapped because they focused on it first. And uh, Vic was saying that there's a trait that you can Mm -hmm. set uh, for voiceover to basically not speak when voiceover knows that what you're activating is a media item and he's wondering whether there might be a UI element that can toggle this behavior on and off so that, you know, when you're really a proficient Backpack Studio user and or a proficient voiceover user, when you double tap that sound pad, you're not going to get all this verbiage which sort of distracts you about information you already know. Yeah, so Yes, uh, definitely. So. Yeah. Yeah, because it keeps reading the time and the pad yeah, name and right. all that stuff you really don't need. That, so, so maybe... Mm-hmm. Their accessibility trait is called Plays Media. You can look it up. It's one of the okay. iOS accessibility traits. I'd be happy to send you an email about this. I just wanted to kind of bring it up. Yes, do that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, backpackstudioapp at gmail.com. Okay. Um, yeah, that, we've, we've that communicated like something before. that would be really easy to add. It's just like a, a flag. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. cool. I, I could see how that would be really annoying having... Um, having it keep reading everything over and over. Yeah, because it does read quite a lot. And, and you know, sometimes you just you kind of, do want to move on. But anyway, thank you so, so much again for your app and for all the accessibility. Uh, all the accessibility. Uh, we're really, really grateful to you. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. That's a really good question. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, and Gary is next. Hi, Gary. Hey, Jonathan. And uh, hello to Ed. And can I just add my uh, voice in particular to all those who have been praising what you've done and, and what you've created and, and the, 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 the amazing accessibility you've built in. It's, a, it's an absolute joy and um, it's a real example to, to other developers. So thank you very much for that. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. This is awesome. Uh, I had a couple of questions or a couple of observations particularly. I, I very much like the idea of being able to uh, mute individual guests. I think that's quite, that would be quite important. Um, I also like the intercom idea, which Jonathan was talking about. And I wonder if in the circumstances where you're perhaps uh, co-hosting a show uh, and your co-host is coming in on Backpack Live, Mm -hmm. whether or not you ought to be able to intercom to, you know, one specific guest rather than all of them at the same time. Yeah, well, hmm. yeah, I I feel like there should be some way to... Yeah, to solve all these problems at once, so that the so yeah. that without overcomplicating it. So yeah, you want to. I like that you use the word co-host because I, we've been saying guest, guest, guest interview, but actually, you know, this this new backpack live system is just as perfect for co-hosting. Yeah. Um, if like maybe even like maybe I shouldn't even call it guest recording. Maybe I should call it co-hosting. Like that's that's really exciting to me. So yeah, like you can communicate with. Yeah, you just I mean, might want to you, talk to yeah. one person without the others hearing, basically. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, just a real, I think, I think we've all established that uh, the host needs to be able to mute and unmute individual guests um, just by, you know, swiping under their, under their name. Um, yeah. If you're, you know, like, 
like Jonathan said, maybe if you're doing a radio stream or you're in that radio mode or, yeah, it makes sense to have an intercom. Yeah. I guess intercom would be the right word for it too. So like, yeah, well, sometimes in radio they call it talk back. Talk back. Yeah. That would be good too. Um, but I, I, any, any, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I suppose what the word is called, but that's the, mm-hmm. although you um, want to be careful with talk back in this context because there yeah, is a version talkback. of Backpack Live for Android, the, the Backpack Live app. And yeah. so if you talk yeah. about talkback, people might get confused with the screen reader. Yeah. Yeah, that is. The other, um, the other thing I thought about in a, is a much more long-term idea, and this may be horrendously complicated, so forgive me. But one of the things that um, uh, some of the good sort of mixer recorders do is they do a kind of auto-mix thing when you've got multiple mics plugged in so in other words they try they try and detect when one guest is speaking or one one mic is being used and they do tiny little reductions in in level um on the mics that are not they're live but they're not but people aren't speaking on them which kind of is a a sort of classic noise reduction kind of thing if you i mean if you had three people all in un, not necessarily ideal environments coming in into your stream. You might only be talking to one of them at any one time, but there might be a lot of noise from the others. And of course, you could you could mute, but the it's the sort of dynamic noise noise compression that that goes on with some of these. Now that I, I suspect that's quite sophisticated in in software terms. I don't know, but it can it can increase the or improve the sort of overall sound of something significant if you get a 6 dB reduction just on a, a live mic that is not currently being spoken into there there is a noise there's a there's a microphone noise gate for the host in the settings right now and i've yeah. never i've never really encouraged it because it's not a great noise gate no it's good at it's if you're in a really noise if you're in a horrendous situation like podcasting next to an air conditioner yes it's um it it gets it's the useful, job done. Yeah, that not, minus thirty GB thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. It's 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 something I would definitely like to improve, and I think. I, yeah, I think I could go a lot further with, with something more professional as far as uh, real time noise reduction and, uh, I guess what would you call it? it's not compression when you just uh, noise reduction. Uh, exp- yeah, it's sort of auto. Sometimes they call them auto mix. Where you're yeah. effectively the software is riding the faders a bit for you on your yes. on your inputs yeah. sort of automatically, but I mean it doesn't always work perfectly. I mean you, you know because it's got to come back up to level pretty quickly when someone starts speaking into a particular. Yeah, mic, but... the, those things are tricky to build. Yes, or well, Phonic yeah. Multitrack has a similar function, and they call it Crossgate. Okay, mm. I'll have to I'll have to look. You said AU Phonic has that. Yeah, this is Orphonic. I'll doc- have to check it out. I'd like to Orphonic.com. It um it, it it's a kind oh, of Oh, oh, the, the process that Yeah. That's a processing service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I only had one other tiny thing before I I'll, I'll mute, which is it doesn't I don't know this is me I think, but when I look at those um attack and release settings, you have them expressed as decimal <laughs> and I do. Huh. I, don't, I, don't, I kind of always think of attack and releases in whole numbers of milliseconds. So I have to sort of sit there and think, oh shit, does that make how many zeros? So it shouldn't was... be. Wait a minute. So, but that that may just be me. That may. <laughs> so that's a bug. No, no, no. I think that may just be me that I can't get my head around a, a sort of a, a decimal point thing, right? As opposed to the attack is three hundred milliseconds. You know, the, the, the number is three hundred. If you know. What yeah, I, mean. I guess. I guess I should. I, I guess I should switch it to milliseconds. That's a good point. Nobody's ever brought that up before. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say it's probably me. But, um, but well, thank no, you again. Awesome because that's... to say, but if you're having a conversation with somebody like this, they'll they'll mention, and you can fix really easy. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks so much again, Ed. I really appreciate the work you do. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. We're going to stay, I am sure, with uh, audio geekery because we're going to talk to Derek next. Hi, Derek. There we go, maybe. Yes, yes, there you do indeed go. Good. Okay, so two unrelated questions. The first, can we uh, have a situation, and maybe it already exists, where when we start streaming, the archive begins, the recording begins, so that they're synced up? Yeah, that would make sense. Um, 
But what about the times where you want to stream, but you don't want to start? Oh, I see what you're saying. Just have them both start at the exact same second. Like, as an option. Synchronization processes or the fact that you want them to be like completely in time, or you don't want to have to control them separately. You want, you want, yeah, an I'm option for like, like sync if I do that, start. A lot of times. Yeah. So there's the auto pause feature in the settings that kind of works like if the pads aren't, uh, if you hit record, it blinks. If you go into the settings of Backpack Studio, there's something called auto pause. So if you hit record, it just blinks instead of recording until you actually turn on a uh, sound pad or the microphone and then it starts. So like I'm envisioning that, but with uh, waiting for the stream to start. Yeah, basically that would, that would and do then it. it all just kind of sinks. Yeah. Yeah, that would do it. That would make sense. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the second, and this may not be practical. Because sometimes you might forget. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, having it as an uh, option would I was be just brilliant. Out loud here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the second option uh, thing I was thinking of, and this may not be another practical, yeah. would be uh, a multi-track record mode, so that if somebody did want to use Alphonic, they could. So you would get the pads on one track and the mic, each mic on another definitely direction we're going in especially because the um in backpack live the guests are all actually you were getting a bit of breakup from you ed but we'll we'll do our best to persist there i think he's completely broken now oh but we'll hopefully well, that's one way to we'll get it, it back. We'll get it back. But yeah, but you can you can export the recordings from each guest into its own track right now. So you would think that the soundboard on its own track would be a fairly logical Easy. and simple step. But yeah, it's really nice. I was able to have me on one track, Ed on another, and bring it into Reaper. I think we might have Ed back now. All right. Yeah. You back with us, Ed? I'm back. I'm back. I, yep. My connection and the app itself are being very flaky. <laughs> right. So, uh, so where were we? Derek was suggesting that there might be a, a separate uh, track on which the sounds live when you export the recording. Yes, I think. Yeah, especially since the guest tracks are available now mm. as individual downloads, the host track and the sound beds probably shouldn't be mixed together. So they should be available too as well. So you could send, I, I think you just mentioned a, a, a phonic uh, processing it separately or putting it in your DAW separately. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that, you know, that lays the groundwork too for Backpack Studio having a simple uh, multi-track editor in it too as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Impressive and amazing, actually. Yeah, I'll change that. We just to have to be amazing. careful not to overcomplicate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like we just said. <laughs> just on that subject, Ed, how easy would it be to have a folder that you could set up in iCloud Drive so that, you could just hit a button and export all those tracks and they just magically appear on your desktop device, be it PC or Mac, in an iCloud Drive folder. Well, did you see the latest build with the individual guest tracks? I've actually added the exact same exporter that the regular audio uses. So, right. so do they, as, of do they... as, of build 80, as of Build 88, you could send anywhere immediately. Dropbox, G Drive. Right, okay. Um, another multi-track, anything that that share sheet has, uh, we can send to as of right now. So yeah, that functionality is the uh, exact same way. You're just you're just sending multiple files, which I did the other night with the guests, and it's it seems very good. You were my guinea pig. You were my right. guinea pig with that last. Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad to sacrifice myself in a good cause, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that, yes. that's that's really good. I'll have to do another interview with somebody to test that out, but that's great. Did you have anything yeah, else for right you? Get... No, that's got me sorted. Thank you so much. Lovely. Thank you. And we'll talk to uh, Daniel now as we head towards the end of our hour. So welcome, Daniel. Hey, Jonathan. Uh, thank you for letting me speak here. And, and uh, yes, as everybody's saying, uh, congratulations. This is a wonderful application. I've used that quite a lot, and I will continue to use that, especially in VR, adding such a good features. I just have a silly... Probably not. I mean, just a question, just briefly. Uh, back to batch importing, uh, as, as you were discussing with, with Mike. Oh, 
So just a second, Daniel. Uh, Raymond, I just unmuted you because you're next, but you need to yeah. mute yourself because you're in the wind and it's making a lot of noise. That's actually me. I had to jump out for a second. Oh, I Can do apologize. I, 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 I wrongly castigated the wrong person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, no, just, just back, back to batch importing. And maybe that exists already I'm, I'm, and I'm not aware. Would it be possible that you somehow set up a iCloud uh, folder in which you would put just a series of files and just by hitting, you know, the import uh, iCloud or the import uh, quick import or whatever you want to call that, all of those files were imported sequentially in the uh, list of of, uh, of cards that there that there exists. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm thinking about, you know, maybe you, you prepare this, the show ahead of time. Uh, but you would use maybe the computer for that. You may be cutting and pasting some stuff or editing, you know, some of the intro stuff and outro stuff, depending on, the, depending on the show. And just having that iCloud folder in which you could just paste all of that stuff and being able to import that very quickly from the uh, Backpack Studio app would be very nice. And maybe that already exists and I'm not aware, just, just as I said before. Yeah, so like we, it seems like we almost need like, in addition to a, like a project file that could have like uh, racks of sounds that are ready to go. Um, that could be, yeah, another way to approach that. Yeah, yeah. So somehow you already know your show, your annual project, but you may be working on several shows at the same, of course not at the same time, but actually, I mean, several shows, you know, one person can handle all this stuff. And, and you have your, yeah. First show, I need this file, second show, yeah. I've gotten a lot of requests to uh, sync the sound pads like between devices, like in iCloud, which makes a lot of sense too. So I feel like having a, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a project file or like a template would, would be pretty easy and would yeah. accomplish that. Yes, that's a, that's a good feature idea that, as well. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, let's do that. And once again, thank you so much for the drawing. Yeah, this is amazing. No problem. Thanks, Daniel, so thank appreciate you. it. And uh, let's talk to Raymond, who's probably not in the windy environment. Welcome, Raymond. Hi. Um, it's uh, incredibly awesome to be able to speak with you today, Ed. Um, thank you for the work that you do on the Backpack Studio app and, you know, all that's related to it. It's one, you know, it's, a, from my opinion, it's a really great app. Thank you. Yes. Um, I guess my question is, um, I know when... Uh, you and Jonathan were on the on I think it was the podcast last week that Jonathan put it up on uh am I still there yeah yeah I can hear okay, you sorry loud and I thought yes. I lost loud and clear Raymond yeah. go, go ahead you're doing great okay. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I just uh I you were talking about how you might end up doing like a, a monthly subscription type thing for uh like the remote thing was that including like like storage for recordings and stuff because I think that'd be really cool as well to have your stuff backed up there too yeah definitely so yeah i think yeah if it, if it ends up being a monthly subscription service like it's looking i think yeah including including a way to back up your existing recordings um in icloud or maybe even google drive or well, i guess icloud as well as sound pads and all that should definitely um should definitely be a part of it okay awesome thank you i appreciate and, your time and i'm uh, i don't know like a Hundred gigabytes of storage or a million? I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. Can we pin you down to a dollar figure yet, Ed, on how much you think? That Not yet. Be? I, I think that um, I think it's going to be priced similarly to um, what are some of the other ones like uh, Riverside and uh, Squadcast. It's a similar product. Um, I'm, I'm I'm doing the math right now and seeing. You know, so as an that, they typically come in between about sort of what ten and. Fifteen dollars a month, I think, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They have different, they have different uh, tiers based on how much how much recording time you need. Another thing I'm considering is uh, separating the audio and the video into separate packages because they those also kind of seem like separate use cases. Like uh, video is something you know that's not as far along as audio, and the, the audio is the primary focus of the app. So I think maybe a audio tier and a video tier might make sense. But yeah, that's going to be decided in the you know the next few weeks. Okay, very good. And uh, I think we've got time for one more, and we'll go to South Africa and talk to Charlie. Hi, Charlie. 
Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for letting me speak on this platform. And thank you um, for um, the guy as well for doing such an amazing work. I have never played with Batmax Studio. Just saw it now in the, in the app store as you were talking about it. And I went and looked at um, um, uh, oh. it works. <laughs> yeah. Welcome uh, aboard. <laughs> thank you. Um, one thing that I can tell you, ask you about, um, I'm a first timer. I, I want to start off a podcast with Backpack Studio mm-hmm. and I'm using voiceover and I only have my iPhone to do that. Mm-hmm. No microphone, nothing, but just mm-hmm. my iPhone. That's fine. How well will it work for me? And uh, what can I do with the app? Maybe this question has been answered before, but well, I'm sorry, Jonathan, I have came in late. Uh, I would say, first of all, you know, the, the microphone that's in the, in the iPhone is pretty good. So don't worry about that. Just get yourself a cheap pair of headphones that doesn't have the uh, microphone built in so that uh, it doesn't pick up like the earpiece and you can actually use the mic's phone and you should be, you should be great to go. And then the only thing I don't do is host. So you want to upload your file to any of the multitude of hosts, such as Anchor or Libsyn, where I used to work, or there's a million places that host podcasts now. So You haven't considered adding that final stage there, Ed, as a kind of turnkey uh, solution? Because yeah, you're, you're the I former have, Libsyn guy. You know all about I, I, I Right. I just, I don't know. I just, that's such a bore, that's such a complicated, messy Hosting, hosting millions of audio files is not something, there's so many other people doing that and like it just doesn't seem like it, it would be worth having yet another file. Although I, you know, it would make sense though because people were live streaming and doing guests so maybe I should host the file too. Yeah, that's, that's something that I think about. <laughs> but you could, you could rack up, if you're not funded and you're an indie developer, uh, you could rack up a pretty big hosting bill hosting everyone's podcast. If I can ask one last question, Jonathan, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Um, the one last question that I have, I was going to ask about hosts. Um, must the other person that I'm going to be hosting maybe a program with or a podcast with, do they have to have the app on installed or how is it going to work? Um, okay, so right now, if you go to bpack.live, bpack.live, there's two apps. One of them is Backpack Studio 2.0, which is for the host, and the other is Backpack Live for the guest or the co-host that isn't controlling the sound. So that's basically just like a telephone chat room. And so you will get Backpack Studio 2.0 as the host, and then all the other co-hosts and guests get Backpack, the Backpack Live app, which is a separate app that's much simpler. So that's how it works right now. Uh, Jonathan, you brought up a good point in our interview that uh, two co-hosts both running Backpack Studio should be able to, to uh, join each other's chat as well. So that would be quite interesting, especially if, if you had two hosts yeah. both using, or would they be fighting with each other over competing soundboards? <laughs> Probably not. That Jonathan? One is up to that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just have a thought for Ed, if that's uh, for Ed Pikes, share it real quick. Um, one idea could be, uh, in the previous app, there was a, um, that you were involved in, uh, there was that store for the music and uh, carts and stuff. Maybe an idea could be to bring that back in this one. Yes, I would love to do that. The guy that made those tracks, uh, Freaky Foof, Andre Louis on Twitter, or Freaky Foof on Twitter, is amazing and we've been talking about that for a long time so i definitely want to get the sound pad store going again that is definitely 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 on the to-do list along with everything else <laughs> brilliant and charlie yeah. uh, if you want to know more about backpack studio we did talk about the what does it do and things in the most recent episode of the blind pod maker so if you look for the blind pod maker in any podcast app you can find that interview and there's a good description of what the app does uh, it's it's a great app so we're okay. we're about ready to wrap up. Um, it thanks so much for making yourself available today. As you can tell, there's so much enthusiasm for this app. And gosh, oh my know, god, I'm, you guys are you guys are great. Like this this gave me such a boost, and like just you know trying to get Backpack Live out. And uh, this is really fun. I'd like to do it again. Look, uh, you're welcome anytime. Um, we appreciate not just the commitment that you put into voiceover, but just how receptive you are. I mean, we've seen it several times today where people have come up with ideas and you're taking them on board. 
it, it's just yeah. so great. This is one of the things that I love about the whole iOS ecosystem is that when you can find an indie developer like you who just gets it, there's so much oh to achieve yes. together. And I don't, and that's the great thing about you know I, I don't make nearly as much money as you know a company like Anchor, but I'm able to control everything, and I don't have to have a giant meeting to add a feature. I could just say, oh yeah, yeah, let's change the. Uh, Let's change the seconds to milliseconds, and then just do it instead of having a lot of bureaucracy like, oh, like yeah. you normally have in, in tech companies. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and getting yeah. an auto response that says, we'll pass your feedback on to product management, which is basically yes. code for, yeah, go away. Yes. <laughs> right, right. So you guys, you guys are my product management, which I love. <laughs> well, we're glad to do it. Thank you so yeah. much, Ed. Uh, keep up the great cool. work. And I, I yeah, everybody, uh, go to, go to uh, BPAC bpack.live to get the beta the more the merrier right now so you should have builds coming out almost every day and it's really exciting for those who haven't bought the app yet this is a great way to kick the tires and test all the latest and greatest features so you you can test this without actually being an owner of the app correct yes oh and if you don't if you don't want to participate in our grand experiment here you could get the uh regular version out of the app store just search for Backpack Studio, yep. regular. Otherwise, <laughs> if you're not feeling great. Backpack.live, yep. Yes, really. or backpackstudioapp.com for the, for the main app site, yeah. Lovely. Cool. Thank, thank you, Ed, and thanks, everybody, for being a part of this. If you would like to subscribe to our Blind Podmaker group, you can send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. We'll see you next week. This is great, thanks.